Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome to Cavs the Podcast. It's been a minute, but uh, the Cavs are on a two-game win streak after a 10-game losing streak, and it's been a fun couple games for sure. Um, tonight, they beat the Rockets by, I should have this information up, 112-96, um, really one going away in the fourth quarter, uh, six guys in double figures. Uh, Dylan Windler, who hasn't missed a, who's made nine straight threes over the last two games, uh, had 13. Jared Allen was sublime the last two games, 26 points, 10 of 11 from, uh, the field, uh, 18 rebounds. Uh, Darius Garland, uh, double double with 10 assists, uh, but eight turnovers to go with that. Um, Isaac Okoro shooting, starting to come around two for two from the three-point line. Uh, Dean Wade gets his second start in a row after, you know, having his contract guaranteed, scores 11 and six. And, uh, and of course, our old pal Colin Sexton, you know, 23 points after starting 0-7, finished uh, two, uh, 10 of 12. <laughs> so, you know, he, he came around, but it, it was a, it was a fun win against a team that is not very good, <laughs> you know. Uh, and David, what what were some of your immediate takeaways? 
Um, so Dylan Windler is really good, actually. I was really surprised with him. I didn't realize he could actually kind of defend. Um, I just thought he would kind of be a total zero on defense, but he tries real hard and he knows where to be for yeah. the most part. He was terrible and, for a few games early in the season. It like, like, you know, visibly just terribly bad. And I was like, Oh, this guy might not be very good at all, but he's definitely picked it up. It's really nice. Yeah. To his, see. And he moves a lot, like on offense, just runs around, which is always good. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think Southpaw Corver is the worst, you know, comp. No, I, I mean, I could see that. He gets a shot off very quick, too, and he doesn't need a lot of space at all. Yeah. And he's not afraid of guys running him out, like running out on him. Yeah. Which is big. And, and it's been really interesting because before this last two games, you could see, like, he had all the moves. He just, the ball just did not go where it was supposed to go. Like even around the basket, he would just have these really goofy layups or, you know, when he's shooting a three, he would just miss and you're like, man. But then you realize he hadn't even played 20 NBA games, you know? So that's a lot of it is just getting that experience and that comfort level. Plus he had a big injury he's coming back from. And I always kind of had the confidence that once he figured it out, he was going to be a really good player because he moves and he looks like a really polished player. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I totally agree. He he looks like he's been in the league for a little bit. Yeah, just some of the like goofy stuff he does when he he'll just run from base like on the baseline side to side, but he's yeah. good at just rubbing his defender off on his own teammate. Yeah, like and not really needing the Cavs to run plays for him, which, <laughs> which they it, don't. It seems like they don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're. There were a few times, I think it was in the second quarter when we kind of, the Cavs started to lose it a little bit, where oh, he was wide when, open. Uh, Garland went to the bench and uh, Sexton was killing the offense. Yeah, he, uh, uh, let's, I'll get in on Sexton. So <laughs> Sexton passed off a wide open Windler like three times in a row to just dribble side to side and then into a weird mid-range shot. He just does... It's so aggravating because, like, when Sexton's playing, like, in semi-transition, he looks amazing. Like, he passes the ball. He actually finds the open guy. But then when he's given a chance to slow it down, it just all comes apart. Like, <laughs> the more time he has to make a dumb decision, the higher, like, yeah, the higher like, the chances Did you watch the Atlanta it. game? I, I just caught highlights of it. Okay, so the Atlanta the game thing. was, you know, we, we'll get into that in a little bit when – the most annoying player I've ever watched in the NBA, uh, Trey, as I call him, paper mache Trey, um, just awful game, painful to watch. But the end of that game, the Atlanta defense was really scrambling. You got the feeling they really were trying to uh, take the ball out of Colin Sexton's hands. And he made a pass that I think if they'd have called timeout and set up a play, he never would have made. But he just like it was the natural pass in the flow of the offense to to throw it to Stevens when he got doubled and Stevens just took it right to the rack. And oh, I, I watched that. That was awesome. It was. And the funny thing about the whole thing is, first off, nobody on Atlanta like expected 
Stevens to like even drive it. Like he just dumbfounded all of them. Like this scrub on a two way is just going to make, <laughs> make the game winning dunk. And then the other funny thing is that, uh, Danilo Gallinari had a chance to like at least contest the shot at the rim and just stood there. And then the crazy thing is Danilo Gallinari, who looked like completely washed, had a 38 point game tonight <laughs> and was like eight, made eight threes. Like it was crazy. So it just goes to show you that it could, any night could be your night in the NBA. <laughs> it's just crazy. But yeah, especially, yeah, I'm surprised it wasn't against us. <laughs> yeah. Like you were saying, that's an example of, you know, Colin Sexton, when he gets the ball in the flow and he's just moving and not overthinking about what he's supposed to be doing. He's great. Like you, you give him one or two options, he's got he does really well. When you give him five options, it just falls apart. You know, and I think yeah. that's the difference I, between a point guard and a shooting guard in the NBA. I think too that we don't really run Kyle's really surprised. I don't think enough pick and rolls at all. Like like it just seems I don't know, Allen should be Allen should be constantly coming up there and it doesn't happen a lot. No. Which is I don't know, it's just weird to me because you know he can get to the rim. And, like, it's because we're somehow getting him the ball in the post. Like, it doesn't look pretty, but he ends up with the ball. And he does, like, he does great stuff every time he touches the ball. It, oh, yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. He's can we the, talk about how freaking great Jared Allen is? Like, he's already my favorite, I think. Oh. Besides I, Nance. I said, I, I said tonight, like, that guy could be a top, the top five center in the NBA tomorrow. You, the the guys that are better him, you know, Vucevic, Embiid, Jokic, and Cat, he could be number five. Like he's that good. He's, yeah, especially he's, if he finds that range. Yeah. But even if he doesn't, I mean, even if he just goes one for one and just you know takes a a three every other game or so just to keep defenses honest, he's ridiculously good. And and the other great thing about him is. He's not a liability at the three point or the free throw line. So you can't play, you know, he shoots over 70%. So you can't play Hacka on him. And he doesn't turn the ball over. He gets assists. He sees the whole floor and he's a really good shot blocker. He's not like the on ball defender that Andre Drummond was, but he obviously, but he's a 10 times better screener and obviously doesn't have the same offensive liabilities that uh drummond did and he's ridiculously good finisher like and not just yeah, dunks. He, does, he is an oddly good finisher he's got some touch mm-hmm. like the um that little like three foot hook shot he's got yeah like, and it's I, unblockable i never realized he did that yeah and he yeah, can shoot he, it with either hand which is really impressive over either shoulder and he's really good at um you know when he doesn't have a clear dunk just warding off with the shoulder and putting it high off the glass. Like he's the anti Tristan Thompson. Remember how Tristan Thompson had to like load up from like his knees, uh, yeah. like his first five years in the league. He is not that guy yeah, at all. <laughs> he had to gather every single time, no matter yeah. what he was doing. Yeah. The and two, that's just step. not Jared Allen. Yeah, no, he's, he's been a really great surprise. I don't understand what the Nets were doing. Well, they wanted Harden, and they. The other got, thing is, they didn't they want got, to pay Allen next year because his extension is yeah, basically going to kick in. 
he'll be eligible for an extension in the offseason. And now it's going to be a little weird for the Cavs because if I'm if you're smart, you're paying Allen before you pay Sexton. Allen looks uh, like a max guy the way he's played so far. Yeah, I think they're both going to get maxed, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm. I, I think that's a huge mistake with Sexton. And and one of the things that kind of drives me nuts about the state of current Cavs fandom is people lose their minds when they win one game and when they win two games. And tonight, they there's no way they ever should have lost that game. That Houston team was terrible. Like, that is just a bad team. Dude, they look like the Cavs team. <laughs> they look like some of the Cavs teams we fielded, like in the Harry Irving dark days. <laughs> like, like th- there is no offense. <laughs> Whoever wants to drive is going to drive. Like it's, yeah, Smarto Samuel's coming off the bench. <laughs> like if you want to, if you want to try to score, you, like you're not getting benched, <laughs> even if you score five. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you look at the line like uh, Oladipo and uh, John Wall combined for 15 <laughs> on 38, uh, and we're minus 17 and minus 15. And you guys say, well, that's natural. Those guys got to take those shots. And then you've got, you know, bubble kicked out of the bubble. Daniel house. That dude, I, I gotta admit, I kind of like him. He's, he definitely seems knucklehead and he tries to dunk everything. And and, and my absolute favorite part about the whole thing is that um, Kevin Porter Jr. is going to be playing games for them at some point. And he kind of, like him and Kevin Porter Jr. look David a little Dorm. bit alike. So, yeah, the Rockets, I feel bad for P.J. Tucker because he's obviously stuck in a poor situation. And um, he took two field goals tonight in 31 minutes, had seven rebounds and two assists. And I don't know. I just feel bad for him. I don't like him at all because he manhandles everybody and they don't call it at all. He only had two personal fouls. And like the first six minutes of the game, he was just pushing the Allen all over the place and just grabbing everybody's arms. <laughs> but he, I mean, I hope he he's gets one of those guys that gets go away somewhere. with everything on defense. Yeah. He's like a crappy, uh, he's a poor man's Draymond. Draymond. Yeah. Except he's not the offensive player that Draymond is like his forte is basically just go hit corner threes. But the funny thing is, is like, there's absolutely no place for that on this team. Like nobody's going to look to kick out to the corner on this team. No, no one kicks out. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. It's bad well, and the crazy thing is their best player is uh wood. And he's, he, he didn't even play this game. Like, when when you're Jared Allen and you're six eleven with like a seven plus wingspan and you're playing against PJ Tucker at center, like you should be killing him, <laughs> you know. And yeah, yeah you got to think PJ Tucker, especially because he has a very tradable, uh, very affordable contract. I think he only makes like um, I I got to think he's going to get tra- a big man. He would be actually, I want to say. Um, Milwaukee would be a good fit, but Milwaukee, I, they need somebody who can score more than they just play defense. Yeah, Milwaukee is not in a good spot. I yeah, feel, they're I, a weird team. They remind me of kind of like the LeBron teams. Yeah, oh, totally. The Like where they just the tried to buy teams. teams. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they even have like... <clears throat> Like Delonte West um, and Dante DiVincenzo remind me a lot of each other, though. You know, much more defense than offense in their game. That's, you know, that's a good combination or 
comparison. Compare, yeah, yeah. I mean, but this this Rockets team was definitely below average, and I, I'll counter and say that Atlanta played well. First off, the Cavs, for whatever reason, ever since they drafted Sexton, always play Atlanta tough, and Sexton is from Atlanta. I wonder if that's part of it, but they just always kill Atlanta, and I don't know why it is, but it it's weird. And so I had a good feeling they had a shot at a win that night, and then Atlanta just was resting a ton of guys, not resting, uh, had a ton of guys hurt, and, you know, it, it was definitely a game the Cavs should have taken, and, oh, my God, Trey Young is the most insufferable player I've ever seen. Just his entire game is just running into people and trying to draw fouls. Like, remember when that was, he's like James Harden without the skill. I fucking, or I really, (laughs) I hate Trey Young so much. Like all the talk about how this dude, like how people try to compare him to Curry and stuff. Like I got to pull this up because it drives me crazy. I, I have to do this rant. So, so the Cavs played brilliant defense on him. Isaac Okoro, despite jumping, uh, despite falling for some pump fakes, really played nice defense. And they were actually running Trey off screens to get Okoro off him because he was just stifling him. And, you know, the Cavs held him to 9 of 27, 1 for 7 from 3. But, of course, he got to the line 13 times. So, <sighs> Have so- you pulled that up yet? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I saw yesterday. I saw the box score, and I saw Trey Young was like nine to twenty-seven. I was like, all right, that's a that's a good Kobe line right there. <laughs> Kobe twenty-seven uh, to get twenty-seven, but he shoots thirty-seven percent from three. He's just a chucker. Yeah, like he's not Steph Curry, and he absolutely can't move off the ball. The thing that makes Steph Curry like whether or not you like him, he knows where to be, and he can move off the ball, and that's what makes him so powerful. Well, and the other but thing. Trey, Sorry, go ahead. And Trey's smaller and has no interest in playing defense or being a competent like team defender. No, he's the worst defensive player that gets major minutes. Worst player in the league that gets major minutes on. Yeah. And then the last thing is when he does this stupid where he's dribbling and he just stops and jumps back. Oh, God. Coming around that screen. I was, yeah. Oh, if I was an NBA player, I would punch him in the back of the head. No, here's like, what you do. You just... <laughs> You just grab his jersey and you fall into him and you put that forearm right into his spine. And then like, you just say, and you whisper in his ear, I'll break your fucking back. You do it the next time. <laughs> I mean, he deserves it. It's not. Sorry. It's I, not this is an R rated Cavs of podcast. We've, we've, we've exceeded PG 13. We've dropped more than one F bomb. <laughs> he, it's just not basketball. The free no. throw thing drives me crazy. And he's not even like, if he was a veteran, yeah. Maybe I get given him those calls, but if you're the ref, just swallow the whistle. Like well, some of this. Like, and last night it was insane because he was jumping into guys and then going up for the shot. Like he wasn't even a shooting motion before he jumped into guys, and they were giving him continuation calls you'd have seen 15 years ago. It was it was maddening. Yeah, he, I was so happy when I saw he didn't make the All Star team. Oh yeah, no, he's he's an insufferable player. Um, yeah, that's a weird team that in Atlanta, like, first of all, Dino Gallinari or Danilo Gallinari has been awful for them and was awful that game, one of seven. 
and Ray John Rondo's kind of been a disaster for them. But then they came back and beat the Celtics tonight. So, and Okongwu has really not done much for them either. Although he spent a lot of the early season hurt. I, I definitely, from what I watched from Okongwu last night, uh, I like Okoro better. Um, and, but they got good players like Kevin Herter, I think is a really good player. Um, John Collins is going to be real interesting to see what happens with him in the offseason because he's a really good scorer, but like they spent a lot yeah. of money on guys that play the same position as him. So are they going to keep him? I doubt they keep him, especially yeah. after he had beef with Trey Young. Oh, did they have a beef? Yeah, he called them out for like not passing oh. and stuff. Yeah, like earlier in the season, he called him out. He's like, you don't pass at all. This, well, yeah, and the other thing is, he, of course, he had the, the roids. He was suspended for HGH last year. Yeah, the and stop you gotta, worth it. My guess is you have to take a lot of HGH to fill a drug test <laughs> in the NBA. That's they just pretty my much, guess. They tell you, I think, in the NBA, like, when your test is. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, I think you have to take a lot. But, you know, the Atlanta game, I was really impressed with the Cavs because Atlanta is trying to win or feels like they're trying to win. And they start a real NBA center and, real, you know, Tony Snell and, and John Collins are legitimate NBA starters. And Danilo Gallinari and Solomon Hill are, you know, real vets. And they're, they're not Houston where everybody's just basically pay, playing for next. Um, yeah. And the Cavs played pretty darn well. Um I think they shot 53% from the field and 15 to 28 from th- so you know letting it, learning to just let it fly has been really good for them. Um they, Sorry, go ahead. It's good tonight. Like that was the one criticism I had when they actually took the three-pointer like right when it was open. It looked really good. It was when they kind of hesitated and tried to do yeah. something else. Like, Stevens passed up a super wide open one. Sexton definitely passed up uh, a few. And Okoro but, is my least favorite about. Yeah, I've got, I don't know how I feel about Okoro right now. Because his, his defense isn't, he's an all right defender, but he has bad, like, tendencies in the team. Like, <clears throat> no, even defensively. I think he overhelps. Like, he helps a lot, and it results in him getting put in a bad position. Hmm. Like he got blown, he got blown by a couple times tonight because he just was trying to help on another drive, and then the ball was passed, and his guy got like a foot on him. Like, is he digging in the post, or is he just is it a perimeter it's, helping recover? On, yeah, like on like on drives, like if there's a dude, like if Sexton's next to him and Sexton's guy drives, like he'll jump over a little bit rather than just trusting Allen or our big to kind of corral it. Yeah, and then he's out of position for the next part. I mean, I think he'll he'll probably work his way out of it, but he does. He, I just think he overhelps at times. Yeah, and you can get away with that against a team like Houston, at least this Houston team. But like when I saw him play, Den like Denver just annihilated them. I mean, it was like a, a basketball clinic. Yeah, I turned that one off. It, it was brutal. And that was the game that just made me go all the way out on Sexton when they basically ran, I think, what did they make their first nine shots? Yeah, they they went at Sexton every single time. Yeah, like nine plays like, in a row and just destroyed him. It was awful. 
Yeah, it was not. That was and, not well, and then the other part of it is like, what kind of insane defensive scheme put Sexton on, um, you know, Michael Porter Jr. Not smart one, <laughs> right? Like I, I, yeah, that game was really bad. Yeah, that was where they tried starting Allen and Drummond. Oh, was that the last one where they played Allen and Drummond? Yeah. Ugh. So I remember the next, like, I watched a little bit and turned it off, and then the next day when I was, like, looking on Twitter, there were a bunch of, like, people, like, writers and stuff commenting, like, oh, it's the worst quarter of basketball we've ever seen. It wasn't good. And and that's the thing about Sexton is, like, he just drives me nuts. Like, he'll have a really good stretch, and then he'll just absolute brain farts for, like, a whole quarter at a time. And I know he's young, you know, I, I gave Garland a pass a little bit because he literally hadn't even played 82 games. But, you know, Sexton just does these things that just drive me nuts. And defensively, he just he reminds me of a young Jordan Clarkson on defense. And that is not a compliment. <laughs> like, so, he just gets lost off the ball. Yeah, he's not. I don't think he cares too much about it. Do you? I just had this so thought. What are you, is you, Colin, had, you said you had thoughts on Sexton. What are they? Is, so is Colin Sexton uh, Brandon Jennings 1.5? I was thinking him or uh, who is the other? Um, not Brandon PJ Jennings because he's definitely stronger than Brandon Jennings ever was. Brandon Jennings like never put the time in the weight, weight room. Never like He was a beanpole his entire uh, NBA career, and that was part of the way he kind of never improved um i'm trying to think who's a really good sexton comp i i almost want to say uh eric bledsoe but not as good of a defender because bledsoe early in his because a ridiculously good yeah eric bledsoe was definitely a better defender he's still a better defender eric bledsoe was ever as good on offense as sexton yeah well and it was weird because so early in his career really relied on his athleticism uh, because he was a ridiculous leaper. Um, the guy that Darren Collison is the guy that uh, Ben Worth always had the comp for, but he's definitely a bigger and more physical player than Darren Collison was. Yeah, Darren Collison always seemed kind of a, like a slight guy. Yeah, and then, of course, there's the <clears throat> comp that I wrote about the other day that I've seen from people just because a lot of their shooting numbers and assist and rebound numbers are assist- are similar is uh, Mitchell from Utah, Donovan Mitchell. But Donovan Mitchell literally has 20 more pounds of muscle and is an inch shorter. Like, There's, like, something about – Mitchell's got, like, a an it factor, though. Yeah, well, and he's also ridiculously strong and ridiculously athletic. Like, Colin just does not have that frame. Like, Donovan Mitchell is, like, a more athletic Kyle Lowry, just built like a tank. How, you know how I mean? tall is he? He's only six zero, but he's got a long wingspan. I had he was like six six. No, he's only six. He's listed at six zero. Oh, he's a beefy dude then. Oh he's yeah, like he's totally. He, they list him at two fifteen. <clears throat> and and dang, I never. It ain't fat. That. Yeah, no, he doesn't look fat at all. Yeah. Have you watched uh, the Hornets play at all? No, I have a little bit of Zion. I I don't know. Not. I'm not. No, not the Pelicans. The Hornets. Oh, the Hornets! No, I've watched zero Hornets. Really? I heard I, from I well, looked at the Hayward box scores. He's, 
No, Lamelo's really good, and <sighs> I I'm as surprised as anybody. But yeah, Lamelo's ridiculous. <clears throat> he he can he shoot it? Yes. Like, does his shot look good? It doesn't look bad. It it's not Lonzo's. The nice thing about him is he's got really good uh, flexion, really quick release. Uh, he he brings it. He starts it a little low, but he's so quick. And his hands are so quick that he gets away with it, and he's a really good shooter off the dribble, and he's got really good range. Um, and he also has really quiet lower body. Like, you know how Lonzo, when he shot, was, like, all over the place the way he jumped? Um, yeah. And always yeah. was fading to the left. He shoot. He almost <clears throat> reminds me of Curry a little bit, and that he has a really... He doesn't have an over-elongated jump. It's just... It's all about really quick release and quick jump. Um, it, obviously not as good as Curry, but just that same way he releases it so fast, it's hard to block. He's like, he lets it go on the upside, like, yeah. while he's going up, kind of. Exactly. No, it's exactly what it is. And, and his, and his wrist flick is so fast that it, it's just impossible to stop. No, he's a really good player. I've got Hornet Suns on in the background here. I, I think Halliburton's going to be a good guy. Oh, Halliburton's going to be awesome. I'm, super like if the Cavs had drafted Halliburton it would just be the absolute best situation for them because Halliburton and uh, Garland could start and then Sexton could come off the bench and either one of those guys could play point guard it would it would be so perfect I I wish he was on the Spurs oh Halliburton what I do with him would be so fun to watch yeah well DeJounte Murray is playing really well so they already kind of have the Spurs are fun and Denny of Deja is uh, really been picking it up. Well, and the crazy thing is, is uh, um, oh, who's who's there really good? Uh, Demar Derozan's been awesome for them, and didn't even get a sniff at the All Star game. So should we go just go through the All Stars real quick then? Sure. Yeah. And I think it's time. The All Star roster's got a fifteen per con- like it's a little ridiculous. Like the the amount of guys that are snubbed. Well, Conley didn't get in again. Yeah, which is crazy because they have the best record in the league, and analytically, <clears throat> he's like the MVP. Like his value, every single analytics has like him at the top, which is crazy. Austin. I don't know if you've watched much of them, but holy crap, they're good. I love the Jazz. I forget which game I was watching. Where oh, I was watching that Boston Celtics one. Uh, where they played the Celtics, I think like two weeks ago. That was a they just when they sense it, they finish the game. Oh yeah. Well, and the other thing about them is like they remind me of that. Uh, they're like the Dubs or the the Warriors in the championship years, especially like their first two years when they played the Cavs. But they have more shooters than the Warriors ever did, um, and they don't have like a Draymond, but they actually have a even better defensive centerpiece and Gobert, and just like it's like Gobert and twelve guys who can shoot threes. It, it's yeah, crazy it, how many can, shooters that they seems have. ridiculous. Yeah, that I, offense. The their coach is still Quinn, right? Quinn yeah. Schneider. Yeah, I, I give that guy credit because he's he's revamped that offense now like three different times, and like usually it, at, you end up having to fire your coach for that to happen. Yeah, no, I agree with you, and, and I I think that's one of the Cavs' biggest problems. You know, I'm I'm a little bit skeptical on JB Bickerstaff. You know, 
kind of taken this team to the next level because the offense the Cavs run at times is really rudimentary compared to, you know, some other NBA offenses. It's rudimentary. And why can't we run 50 pick and rolls a game? Like we run an offense from like the late nineties. Like we have Shaq in the, <laughs> like down there. Yeah. Like well, I, the insane thing is, so they run, um, they run Allen in the post and he gets double teamed without the ball and that, like, you would think, okay, the minute that happens, he would come up and set a s- run, pick, and roll. And if that happens and nobody follows him out there, then the wings should be open. <laughs> but they don't yeah. do that. I interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, I guess the one thing I have to say is at least they can, like, pass the ball to the post. Because <laughs> that's, I mean, obviously Well, you got it in failing. this offense. Yeah. <laughs> but I, that team, I had a few breakdowns, like, because I've, I've been watching him a little bit, but sometimes I'd turn it on and just seeing Andre Drummond get post up after post up, I would just turn the game off. I mentally couldn't do that to myself. Yeah. Especially because he's like the least efficient post up player in the entire league of any dude that gets it like more than twice a game. Probably in any league. Yeah. He, it, <sighs> I mean, Andre Drummond seems like a good dude, and he's very confident, which is good for him. No, he's, <laughs> his his offensive game is maddening. Like, he sets terrible screen. Like, he's the worst screening big man I've ever seen. Uh, especially for how enormous he, just, he is. He just, he he rubs off and tries to get an early, like, roll to the basket. Yeah, like, he screens with time. his butt, like, every time. If he screens at all. It like he's yeah. it's almost like a screen in the NFL when you're trying not to get an offensive pass interference call. Like you just kind of run near the guy and hope he runs into you. <laughs> yeah, he's he's just the the most frustrating offensive player ever. And the funny thing is, is he could be a pick and roll player, and he could be a guy, but he's almost like I said one time. He reminds me of Hans and Franz. In that he's like almost overbuilt, and so he doesn't like he play. I, he's the only center I've ever seen that plays in a defensive stance on offense. You know what I mean, though. <laughs> yeah, that kind of makes sense. Like I just, <laughs> I don't get him at all. Like he's always crouched. It's like he wants to post up fifty feet from the basket, and <laughs> that this just not that league anymore, and. The the problem with him is is I don't know if he can play in an NBA offense anymore because he, he's not he a lob guy. Just, no, if he committed to just rolling super hard to the rim, I I think he could because there were a few years where he was good. He was good with um, who's a goofy Reggie Jackson that dude that's on yeah. the um Clippers now. They were yeah, but decent. he's so much heavier than he was then. Like he's not a lob threat. He's really not a vertical <clears throat> threat anymore, other than a couple times a game. Like, How I think he's carrying think he's, too much weight as part of his problem. You think he's 300 pounds? Oh, if, yeah. I, yeah, he's he, he's a big guy. And I think it's all muscle or mostly muscle. He doesn't seem like overly large, but he's just carrying too much weight and can't get up. I'm, yeah. It, it, he has a weird game. And defensively, when he's engaged, he's brilliant. Like he's as brilliant a defensive. Pl- he he was playing like defensive player of the year at the beginning of the season. He he's got good hands. Yeah, like and, he can kind of move when he wants yeah. to move. 
and he can steal and he can block shots and he's a ridiculously good rebounder when he wants to be, but he's also pads his rebound stats with his own misses. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if I, I, he's the most frustrating player I've ever seen in my life. And I was like talking about giving him a max contract five games into the season. Cause I was like, who is this dude? This dude's amazing. But obviously, when things start to go south for him, his effort starts to go south. And he kind of got a raw deal. I mean, they he thought he would be the center of the future. He probably should have taken the extension the Cavs wanted to give him, but he kind of saw dollar signs. And now he's probably looking at the buyout market, which means nobody has bird rights on him. You know, he's Oh, gonna... I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Like... I I said the other day, like, if you're the cat or if you're his agent, I don't know who his agent is. If he was smart, he'd go get repped by CAA so he can get traded to the Knicks. But there, it, what were you I saying? Just pulled, I just searched Andre Drummond, and that's the first thing that came up is Andre Drummond to the Knicks. Oh, yeah. No, it makes sense. It actually would be a good trade for both teams because, A, the Knicks actually have a bunch of cap room so they could trade him into cap. And then B, they need a center. Like he would actually fit a Tibbs defense really well. The problem is, as always, offensively, what do you do with him? But you know, yeah. the Knicks maybe just go try to win games ninety nine to ninety five. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, who would they give us though? I, I mean, you wouldn't get a lot. You'd get Nitikul. Nicol- Frenchy Nic- long arms. Nicolina. Frenchy long arms on the team. Yeah, you'd get him and you would probably get um oh what's what's his name? Uh Nerlens Noel and that that would probably and then maybe the second rounder and maybe Kevin what, Knox. What about Austin Rivers? No, you're not getting Austin wise, Rivers. They need him. No. I'd take Kevin Knox. Yeah, because Kevin Knox isn't even playing. I don't think Kevin Knox will be good. Um I don't think he the needs to go to French, a different team, but French long arms isn't even playing. I don't think. Yeah, not much. And he's kind of, <clears throat> well, because quickly's getting a lot of minutes for them. The guy they drafted in the first round. And I've actually been pretty impressed with him when the Cavs play. He's one of those guys that has really good games against the Cavs and the games against their. Yeah. It's I mean, like, uh, the Knicks make the most sense to me and it would be hey, good I, for him because they'd have his bird, right? The problem is, is the Knicks he, are run by CAA, and I don't think he's a CAA client. That's crazy if that's something. I mean, I know. Oh, that's it's been factor, that way for but, years, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because LeBron got JR paid. Right, and that's clutch, but yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, uh, still. Those are the two big agencies uh, anymore. Um. Now I'm looking up who Andre right. Drummond's His agents are Jeff Schwartz and Javon Phillips. I don't know who those, but I've heard that he and Kevin Love have the same agent. So. For real, what? De- Delhi right, so was on the bench about... tonight. I did see Delhi. Delhi yeah. looks good. Yeah, poor uh, guy. You heard he had appendicitis, right? Yeah, he had appendicitis, and a... what's up with the concussion? Thing? Well, yeah, he just had a concussion. Well, it wasn't his first concussion, for... so it's taken that him a really long me. time to recover. But remember last year, frickin' Mason Plumley tagged uh, Zizic in the head 
And oh uh, yeah, and he was out for almost two months. So you know, no concussions are no joke. Yeah, just I would love definitely would help the team. I think oh, honestly, immensely off the bench. Well, just they, like pacing, he should start for him. <laughs> that's not going to happen. But well, yeah. Um, like you remember how much Exum helped him as a point guard off the bench, and not even being that good of a point guard, but just guy a guy who knew how to do basketball things and not turn the ball over. I yeah, think Dante Exum is on going. the Rockets too, and he he's still out. Oh, is he still out? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's on the Rockets, still out with that same calf thing. Yeah, well, and that's the same injury Kevin Love has, so calf strain. I hope Love comes back. I feel like Love could lift this team up a little bit, but they'd have to kind of commit to getting in the ball. But who knows, if they're passing to the post so much, maybe run like an Allen-Kevin uh, Love kind of twin post deal. Well, yeah, you can run high-low with those guys. They're both good enough shooters yeah. from the free-throw line. And actually, Love and Nance both operate really well out of the high post. Um, I'm a little... I, I'm surprised... So I feel like Jared Allen should be touching the ball every other play and not just in the low post. Like like you said, in the pick and roll. And also, I'd like to see him get some high post touches, you know, because he's, he's a really good passer, too. And as efficient as he is, you know, you should be upping his shooting percentage if you're, yeah, if I mean, you're the Cavs. I don't, I don't think he necessarily needs to take a, like a ton more mid-range shots. But just if they made it a habit of even if he's not posted up down low, just getting him the ball, he's gonna pass the ball back out. Yeah, just gonna help the offense because it just nothing good happens when it, either Sexton or Garland like holds the ball and dribbles. Like Garland. Well, and Garland's, I wasn't. Oh, sorry. Like, go ahead. Garland's like, I think he's drastically improved this year, but I don't think he'll ever be the type of guy that can just dribble like thirty times and then pass out the ball because like his dribbles loose he's like a one or two dribble guy and he can just pass the ball and he's got those nice one-handed passes now to either like the left corner or the right which he didn't i don't know about that like i think sky's a limit for him in terms of you know using his handle to get into different basketball situations he his handle looks good enough to me and especially for a guy who literally just hit (laughs) you know, a season's worth of NBA games and is still super oh, I think, young. I think he's got a sloppy handle. He dribbles so high when he gets in the paint. Well, yeah, but he had a, I don't know. It's hard for me couple, to judge when I watch Chetty Osman, who is one of the worst handles I've ever seen. But Chetty's not meant to drive. How about <laughs> Dean Wade? That guy, that guy's got some, some fortitude. Yeah, he, I didn't think we were going to see any of Dean Wade. He loves to pass up the open three to try to drive, and it's like every single time you're like, I really hope for him someday he gets a blow by, but like, <laughs> every time his defender is like three steps in front of him, he just, uh, it's sad to watch because you yeah. know he wants to drive and get a dunk, but it's not happening ever. He just needs it. If he would just shoot the ball, like shoot that three every time he got in, was semi-respectable, then he might get a blow-by Yeah, like, he, he just needs to embrace the Lil' Kev moniker. <laughs> or as I call him, swap me Kevin Love. Like, every time he's remotely open from three, just shoot it. You know, he actually even had a Kevin Love turnaround in the post tonight. 
<laughs> I saw that. I was like, he oh was my getting... god, that is vintage Kevin Love right there. He did it, and then he went back to it like a play later. <laughs> and just got stuffed, right? Yeah. Lamar Stevens did the same thing. He made yeah. like one turnaround, and then up, it was green light time for him. Yeah, but Lamar Stevens, I've been super impressed with. Um, Really just fundamentally sound defender, good rebounder, super long, super athletic. If if he can work on, you know, even just becoming a 35% that that he he's a very he can be a valuable bench player. Speaking about guys who became really good bench players, David Nawaba. That guy is oh, so fun. I love that dude. David Nawaba is uh he's like a cast a blog guy he's yeah like, like a, he's, um, he's like uh he's like my fad young he's a younger yeah. sad young for me <laughs> but no he he just does stuff like i thought he had way more points than he did but he's just yeah. always in the right place at the right time yeah he's no, a guy the season right. he played for the Cavs, i <clears throat> loved watching him play like he had the most unstoppable right-handed drive i've ever seen like everybody knew he couldn't go left but he's so strong he's just like he got you on his shoulder and it was over yeah, he, he should be on a real team. I'm surprised no team. Well, I guess the Rockets swept him up when they had Harden still. I think you're going to see so many trades around the All-Star game. It's going to be ridiculous. But because part of the problem is the schedule is so damn compact. Like teams like the Cavs literally have played at least almost every other night for two months. You know, it's, it, it's, it's almost hard to execute trades that because the schedule is so compressed. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you think's the biggest trade season? What do you think the biggest trade will be? Um well I think it's probably already happened. It's hardened. But yeah. um at the trade deadline, I just think you'll see a lot of teams trading parts to each other. I think I have heard that Dallas really wants is really sick of Porzingis. Um I've also heard that like he literally can't guard anybody anymore. I mean, um, he does not look good at no. all. Like, I almost wonder if they should just shut him down and get him into rehab. Um, what What if the Cavs traded Kevin Love for Porzingis? Uh, I, I feel just, like that's a stupid enough thing. It can happen. <laughs> how many How many years are left on Porzingis' contract? I think three or four. Oh, then yeah, it's. I don't know. That seems like a very Dan Gilbert move. Oh my gosh. What? Were you looking he, at Porzingis' contract? Yeah, he's making 30 million a year. Yeah, up to 37. I think he's has he got 3 years after this one? I uh, think the last year's a player option. Though. Yeah, it, his contract's horrible and he just fell off a cliff this year. Oh, he's got a player so he's got he's got two more years left at 30 33,000. 33 million, you mean? Or million, yeah. <laughs> And then he's got a player option for for the year after me? that. He's got right? a player. He's got a player option in twenty twenty three for thirty six million. Yeah. So oh, he he's taking he's that. Take that. Yeah. No, it's it's oh. it's slightly crazy. Yeah, I. Yeah. But I, that's a terrible trade. I I don't think anybody's dumb enough to trade for Porzingis. Um, I'm trying to think. I almost wonder if Al Horford's going to get moved. The Celtics could use Horford again. I know. I think that'll be the biggest trade because the Celtics have to do something. It's so funny. Oh. The Celtics had all those draft picks and then punted for so many years and just took mediocre guys. 
It's like they never realize that it does you no good to have eight 15th, 15th picks on your team. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can only use make, so many mid round draft picks. <laughs> they just don't make sense as a team. No, I do like um, that Peyton Pritchard dude, but I, I also love that Terry Rozier and Kemba Walker traded places and Terry Rozier looks like so much of a better player now. I know it is. It's karma. That's it what happens. The Celtics no, and they got, also they, they, they don't have... trade for old guys that are short. Do you think Isaiah <clears throat> Thomas comes back? I guess he's playing for the U.S. qualifying team and has. I saw that good. he got. Bu- yeah, he got buckets. He got twelve points in one of the games. <laughs> <laughs> back up the um, drinks truck. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he probably yeah. will come back. I don't think he'll play. I think Joe Thomas comes back. Not right, uh, smoking Joe. Oh, ISO Joe. Yeah, he's on the he's on that same team. Yeah, he's I saw a picture of him with his shirt off. He looks ripped. Like yeah, they ain't no I, ounce of dad is. bod there. Yeah, yeah no, I, I that'd be Joe fun Jones to see ISO Joe again. But the problem is, is I'm not. Sh- I don't know where he plays. Like, do you just bring him in for ten minutes off the bench a night just to run an ISO offense through him? The Bucks could use him. The Bucks could use him. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I just saw uh, uh, somebody just shot a wedgie in the Suns Hornets game, which is my favorite. Oh, nice! Each one more. My favorite thing that can ever happen in a basketball game is someone shooting a wedgie. Uh, I like that. Yeah. Um, All right, let's go. Let's go yeah, through the All Star game. I, I finally found one that has it actually divided. <laughs> so let. All right, let's say. The format of the All-Star game is stupid. I want East versus West conference. I don't like the Oh, the yeah, but the West field. is so much better than the East. I don't know about that. You Record-wise, they are. Well, the record, that's not important. <laughs> okay. That's why, yeah. All right, so for the East, we have the starters are Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, Joel Embiid, uh, Giannis, and Kyrie. Kyrie is starting? That's ridiculous. Wait, am I, I – maybe I'm – no, this is the right one. Okay, yeah, that's the right one. Wow, that's, okay, the, so, that's the New York vote, but that's so ridiculous say, that it's not like Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. Yeah, I have to say Kyrie should be kicked for Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. Yeah, at least Jalen Brown. Because, ugh, just don't give it to Kyrie. He's, a, he's just a turd. <laughs> like, it, all right, I'll go on my Kyrie rant. So if Kyrie – wanted to make such a difference in the world and he feels like he's u- being used by the NBA. Like why doesn't he not play in the NBA and then not make $25 million a year? That's, I, David, you're, that you're asking problem. questions that men much smarter than us have been writing about. That's true. All right. But so who do you think should replace Kyrie as a starter? <sighs> okay. Let me, let me look at the, so who else is the, who's on the reserves? We got Jalen Brown, James Harden, Jason Tatum, Vucevic, Ben Simmons, Simmons, and Julius Randle. Um, which, it, first of all, it's insane that Jimmy Butler. It's insane that there are no Miami Heat there. They were literally in the finals last year. They've been sucky this year. Well, Jimmy yeah, Butler but Jimmy Butler's been. Jimmy Butler had COVID and was hurt, so he should have been more responsible when he <laughs> made the All Star game. <laughs> I'm I'm sure he'll enjoy his time off. Well, the funny thing is, is everybody wants to be in an all be an all star, but nobody wants to actually play the game. 
Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Ben Simmons should have started. Actually, you know what? Who should start over Kobe is Lamelo Ball. <laughs> That's who should start over Kobe, or not Kobe? Kyrie. Over Sorry. Kyrie. What is Lamelo that good? He actually, you think he deserves an All Star? No, spot? not yet. But he's really good. I think he'll be in the All Star game next year. That's how good he is going to be. Okay. I'd be excited if that happened. Exactly. I, I, he is yeah, fun I saw, to watch. One of, I, I'm going to start. I'm going to watch one of their games this week. Yeah. And, and you goals. know I can't be lying because I was totally out on him draft. Yeah, you were a hater. You hated Yeah, him. and, you know, that's one thing I'll say about me. If I'm wrong on a guy, I'll, uh, I'll be the first to change my mind. Like, I was very skeptical that Darius Garland was ever going to be a decent NBA player, and I've been very happy with him so far this year. So that stretch where he hit three straight threes tonight was awesome. Oh, that was that was cool. Like, like that's that. he's got to keep doing that and keep it, when guys go under on him. Like that's the biggest Cavs' biggest problem right now is they pass up open threes. You know, oh, all the time they never let it rip. Yeah, like they should be taking probably ten more threes a game than they already are. Like guys go under on the and it actually screws up their offense when people don't shoot semi-open threes because they let defense recover. Like, they overpass so much, and they let the defense recover when they should just let it fly. I mean, yeah, that's, I, that's their biggest oh. problem of and all Can we year. talk about the thing that drives me more nuts about the Cavs than anything right now is Isaac Okoro overpassing when he drives. Like, he'll have a, a lane to shoot a layup or a floater or try and finish around the basket. And he just passes when he should not pass because he's, I don't um, think he, he's, he's scared. Yeah. He, he he can't finish that well yet. And he's really hesitant. Like tonight, did you see that play where it was in crunch time when he got the ball or like with five minutes left, he got the ball right at the elbow and there's literally like nobody within 12 feet of him. And he just, like, was desperately looking for somebody to pass to instead of driving or just putting up a shot. He's just young. Yeah, yeah no. He, work that the, he's a definitely got a different mindset than a lot of guys that come in the NBA. He's a pass-first player for sure, and he's a little unsure of himself. But I, I think everything will work out for him, and I really do like his defense. I'm not going to blame him for overhelping because part of it is, you know, if... Colin Sexton gets blown by a lot, and Darius Garland gets beat a lot as well. So, but I've been really happy with his defense. He has like five blocks in the last two games, five or yeah, six. No, I mean, he's solid, and he doesn't take anything away. That's the biggest thing. He's not a negative by any means. Well, uh, offensively, he he's a bit of one, but he also it's so funny because he has his analytics are just absolutely terrible. But part of that is that he is a guy that plays heavy minutes with very little usage um, and hasn't been shooting that well. So if that's what happens to you, your analytics are going to be awful, especially when you're playing in lineups that are losing. So I mean, he, he shoots like less than probably six a game. I don't know what his averages are. Yeah, I, I do love that he's been gunning from three. Like, that's what he had to do. Like, you have got to at least make yourself a threat out there. So... He's looking like he's a solid three and D threat lately. And he's two a two tonight. Yeah, he was two a two tonight. He shot eleven 
the other night, two games ago. Yeah, wait, against Atlanta? I think Atlanta. No, the game before Atlanta. No, I got the Atlanta box score up. Hold on. The Clippers, yeah. Oh, that game was brutal. Yeah. No, and like you said, Dean Wade, he seemed solid tonight. Um, You know, I think he's a guy you can get away with playing against the Rockets and, you know, Atlanta when they're not. And John Collins, say what you will about John Collins, but he ain't a good defensive player. No, he doesn't try. That's the whole problem. He doesn't try, and he's got, like, the skinniest shoulders I've ever seen for an NBA player. Pull him up. I haven't analyzed his shoulders enough yet. (laughs) Be the final judge on this one. Yeah, so... Yeah, so who else? We we did the East on the All-Star game. I mean, those seem pretty good, those lineups. I, I don't know who you'd start over Kyrie. I mean, get, give the people what they want, I guess. Uh, start, yeah, James Harden shouldn't be in it either. Uh, but he's, I mean, he he's playing really good, but the crap he pulled this year. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there, but I, I still think that team starting around into form and could could end up being the team that comes out of the East, too. They but probably will. The East is just, the West is just so much better. You really think? I don't oh, I God, think look East at the records. You got to yeah, look at the, the standings, man. Like, I don't know. Let's, let's like, see. there's a losing team in the, in the Pacers are fourth at 15 and 15. The fourth team in the West is twenty and ten, and it's Phoenix. Like, yeah, but I don't know how weighted how weighted the the like uh, schedule's been so far. Well, that's, so I feel like a lot of the East beats up against each other. I like I the, don't know. The Pacers the are good. That. Like the I think the Pacers are decent. They're decent, but you know Toronto's sixteen and seventeen. The Chicago Chicago is sixth, and they're fifteen and sixteen. Like, yeah, Chicago sucks, but the Heat... The they heat don't suck, like, though. Chicago's be been a lot better this year. They're 7-3 yeah, the in heat... their last 10 games, and and guess who is their defensive <laughs> anchor and their half, half-court half wheelman on offense? Guess who, David? It... Oh, it's Thad Young. It's Thad Young. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> the, uh, the, the answer to the trivia question of the greatest infographic of all time. So... <laughs> Anyway, I mean, the Wizards, the Wizards are 13th and they're honestly, that's a decent team. And they're three games out of the playoffs. No, I think the Wizards yeah. are going to come back and make the playoffs because Bradley Beal is ridiculous. And I mean, Westbrook's Westbrook. Yeah. And he's kind of rounding into form and I think they're starting to use him like they should as like a small ball power forward. <laughs> well, that's what. <laughs> He was really good at it in yeah, Houston. Just is. like I'm, just, we're just gonna get him barreling to the basket, and then he's either gonna get fouled or or kill somebody. Because <laughs> he drives really hard. But what well, I read, I gotta watch them more. But I read a headline that uh, is funny that said uh, Russell Westbrook has finally embraced the fact that he's old, <laughs> and that's a good thing. <laughs> like I guess he's getting a bit of an old man game to him. So. Dude, he should have an Andre Miller like post game at some yeah. point. I, he is like a poor, he is built like Jared Dudley a little bit. Yeah, I <laughs> I don't know. So okay, so the East, I think they're quantitatively worse than the West. Um, All right, so here 
should I name off the West people? Like, if Golden State was in the East, they would be a favorite to win the East right now. So, yeah, name off the West people. All right, we got LeBron James, uh, Stephen Curry, Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic, uh, Kawhi, and then for the reserves, Devin Booker, who's replacing Anthony Davis, eh. um, yeah. Paul George, Rudy Gobert, Lillard, Mitchell, or Donovan Mitchell, Chris Paul, and Zion Will Williamson. Yeah, they so, really need to extend the roster to 15 because, like, are they are there Lillard's there and he deserves to be there because they're 18 and 13. But like Lillard should be a starter over Curry. Ah, Curry is killing it this year, though. Wait, Lillard isn't even. Oh, he's in. Okay. Yeah, you mentioned him. Yeah, and yeah. I also feel like uh, the best team in the league uh, has two guys, but I really feel like Conley should finally get an All Star game. Connolly is better than Devin Booker this year. Oh, I'll, I'll like agree he with should, you. He should have been an injury replacement. Yeah, there'll be another one. There always is. Um, yeah. The other guy is DeMar DeRozan, who's the best player on the Spurs, and they're 16 and 12. Like, no other team with a winning record does not have an all-star, which is a little That's ridiculous. true. I didn't think about that. You know. Who, so, Aldridge has been out a little bit, right? Yeah. No, so Murray's really see. I know this all this about the Spurs because I have like three Spurs on my fantasy team. <laughs> okay, um, but yeah, uh, Demar Derozan learned how to shoot threes, so he's really good this year. And then Dejounte Murray's kind of taken a leap at point guard. He's been really good this year. Patty Mills is still a really good bench guy, scoring off the bench. And then like uh, Potal. Remember, he played for Phoenix, or not Total's Phoenix, like a, uh, Toronto. I was watching, someone sent me like post or like defense highlights from. He's a no, good he's defender, really good defender. Yeah, his analytics are are super high. So they got him. They've got um, uh, Devin Vassell is, is really good. They just got a lot of really good players, and they're playing really well. But the biggest thing cool. is, um, Demar Derozan can shoot threes now, and he's a really really tough guard. Like they're gonna be a. Go ahead. Sorry, no, go ahead. I was just saying, they're going to be a really tough out in the playoffs. Yeah, I was going to say, like, honestly, looking at their roster, everyone on that roster can actually play defense. Like, Derek White is, I remember last year, was a decent defender, and then Lonnie Walker's kind of, like, just a very athletic utility guy. But yeah, but he's he gotten more skilled in the last year, so. <clears throat> I don't know, the Spurs pop knows what he's doing. Oh, yeah. It seems like everybody who goes there, even Rudy Gay is decent. Like DeRozan's numbers, he's averaging just under 20, five rebounds and seven assists. That's pretty good, pretty freaking good numbers. Yeah. I mean, good good for DeRozan. I would love to see another Spurs run. They were I'd love to, to see it, it just to piss off Lakers fans. Nah. Uh, and, and Golden State fans. Like, I feel like this is... I'm super rooting for a Jazz uh, Bucks final, <laughs> just for like the worst marketing ever. For the the, the Bucks would uh, get swept. <laughs> well, I don't think the Bucks will make it because playoff Bud is not going to get that far. <laughs> what was it? That's the, true. The greatest tweet I heard: the Bucks just have major should have fired their coach last year. Energy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I, I don't know how was, he didn't get fired last year. That was amazing when the Cavs just didn't we sweep Atlanta. Oh, when they, they, they they had the best record. Yeah, well, and they've beaten Atlanta like something like twenty straight playoff games. Like they have yeah, the record I, for most straight playoff victories against another team against Atlanta. I didn't even know that. I yeah. just remember we blasted off like Jr. had like nine threes in a game. Well, we set the record for the, the most uh, threes. It was a Channing Fry game. Had that humongous game against them Ugh. in the playoffs. The last year I think that they played them. Yeah, and they had the best record, and they had three All Stars, and Kyle Korver was awesome, and then the Cavs just destroyed them. Like I do like this season because I feel like the regular season matters again a little bit with the more compressed season. I will say that's one of the nice things about having a more compressed season is, you know, 82 games, it was like, well, if you can take 20 of them off, is it really, is that really good for the product that you're trying to sell? Um, I, I feel like the seeding, the teams don't really care. Yeah, I definitely I mean, think they, there should they, be three they more. They care a little stars, bit, though. but. What were you saying? I, I feel like they care a little bit, but it's so weird, like, like the Lakers, they know they can kind of lay off. Whereas like the Jazz are like, it seems like the Jazz are pretty gung ho about getting that number one seed. And then the Bucks aren't going to go for the number one seed because they have to tell themselves that the regular season's for them to learn something about the postseason or something about their team to make them feel better. <laughs> so, okay, I got a question for you. If you added three more all stars to each conference, who would you add? That's a loaded question. Uh, I feel like the East the, is a lot easier than the. Wait for real? Yeah, I all mean, right. first of all, you got Bam and Jimmy Butler. You almost have to because they made the finals. Like, I would add Bam. I don't think Jimmy Butler's played enough. Um, maybe someone from the Hornets. Like, I know Hayward Rogier. hasn't had an amazing game. Rogier's oh. probably their best player, at least right. from a scoring standpoint. Yeah, so let's say Rozier, and then I, don't I, know, I actually uh, Malcolm Brogdon would be a guy I would consider because you know, Indy's fourth. Oh no, it would be Sabonis. Miles Turner. Oh, did Sabonis make Turner. it? No. Yeah, it would be Sabonis. Sabonis, Miles Turner would be a good choice. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, oh, Zach Levine, probably. He made it. Oh, did he? Okay. Oh, then yeah. Thad Young. <laughs> <laughs> they should get two. Right. Yeah. They're yeah. the sixth they, seed. <laughs> there you go. Um, I tell you what, if if they'd have started him from the start of the season, Jared Allen would be would be mine. I I think that guy's awesome. I mean, we sh- the Cavs. Oh, the other one is Middleton. Mid- Chris Middleton, absolutely. Yeah, Middleton's a good shooter. He's like a s- sneaky good shooter. I mean, his stats are really good, but guy, I feel like he doesn't get talked about enough. No, well, he plays in Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would say Middleton, Jimmy Butler. Like, he's one of those guys at this point, like, should almost be grandfathered in. And then <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of who the other one would be. Middleton, Jimmy Butler, and Brogdon. Those would be my three. You'd go Brogdon over Sabonis or uh, Turner? Or Sabonis. That's who I meant. Sorry. I, I like Turner a lot. Sabonis oh, I like that whole team. I'm, I like him a lot more now that Oladipo's gone. Yeah, Oladipo's kind of a turd. 
Well, what was the one I heard? Has anybody ever gotten more out of one good season? Depot. I guess Jeremy Lin. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I give Jeremy Lin all the credit in the world. He's uh, balling down in the G League bubble, trying to make. He's good. He's trying to come back. I'd... Yeah. Hey, you know I what? I give him. that guy credit because he always, all accounts was a really good teammate, worked really hard, could never go left, but he was always, you know, what you wanted a player to be. He just, his game didn't always match that. You know, I, I appreciate the grind. So what about the West? Yeah. What all about right. the West? So Three for the more all-stars. I think we both covered my, Conley, right? Yeah. Conley's got to get in. Um, let's see. All right, there's no one on New Orleans that we would bring in. Zion is already there. so. Well, yeah, Zion's already there. I don't think Zion should get it, but I would say DeMar DeRozan is my second. Is someone, yeah, someone from the Spurs. And then what other – hold on, let me pull up the standings. Um, I, I'd love to say Ja, but I don't think he's played enough games. He's been hurt too much. No. Nah. He hasn't played him enough. I would say I would like to say Jaw too. I like I really like Jaw. Oh, I don't yeah, know how great he'll be, but he's just got a good attitude and he he tries very hard. Maybe Shea Gil Gilgrist. Yeah, I, I, I could see him. He's borderline for sure. Because that that Thunder team, like they're not terrible. Did you watch that Thunder are. game? No, I didn't see oh, any of that. He is a I read I read the freaking cover. Oh yeah, I I remember the recap distinctly because you were saying how you wish uh, Colin was more like Shea. I think. Yeah. Well, he just like first of all, he plays like a guy that's five years old. Like he's still he's got that pump fake and jump into you game, and he's also got the uh, he's got the one that drives me nuts: the two step gather and then the two step drive. <laughs> He gets away with it, though? He did, like, two or three times that game. It's amazing who gets away with that. Like, I've never seen a guy get away with more travels than Giannis gets away with. Four steps are the new three in them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So those yeah. are those are my three, I guess. Um, LaMarcus Aldridge. Um, no LaMarcus. Not LaMarcus Aldridge. DeMar DeRozan. Uh, Conley and uh, Shy. I'll, I'll go those three. I think that's a good three. That seems, yeah, that's a reasonable yeah, amount. Darren could be an, another one, but, you know, Thunder have a better it's, record, so I'm going there. And it's the Kings. Come on. <laughs> Can't do that. Yeah, the Kings have so many players I like, though. That's the funny thing. Like, I, actually, I think a guy that's on the Kings that would be great for the Cavs would be Corey Joseph. Uh, to come in and be the backup point guard because they desperately need a backup point guard, and then so the sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I want to. I want to hear the. Kid. Oh, and the oh, other yes. guy they have is uh, the pride of Bowling Green, uh, Rechon Holmes, is killing it for them. He. I didn't know he was from Bowling Green. Yeah, he went to Bowling Green. Oh, nice. Yeah. No, I wanted the Cavs to draft him the year he came out in the second round. So the Kings consistently have, like, if you play NBA 2K a bunch, which I don't even have this year's version, but just looking at their roster, they always have a roster that's super fun to play with. It's probably because the guy, it's probably because the Kings, the people that make the game are probably like base near there. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's probably true. Yeah, no, like, they're, 
they're a team that's better in a video game than they are in real life. <laughs> because like you Bealy, think, uh... well, Marvin Bagley, there's a guy who should be much better defender than he is, but he's a terrible defender. They, they have some, the Kings are like oddly stacked with guys that should be rotation players. Yeah. Like Rashawn Holmes should be, he's like a fourth or fifth guy on the team. Marvin Bagley should be something just, by virtue of draft pick, Jabari Parker's not worth six man. Harrison well, Barnes is a solid. He's been hurt all year. Oh, for real? Yeah. Um, Buddy Healed. Yeah. Reach on home. Yeah, Buddy Healed. Hassan Whitesides like putting up like super efficient twelve minutes a night. Let's see what his stats are. Oh man, he's getting eight point three points a game. I yeah, but in how many minutes? Uh, it's fourteen minutes a night. I mean, that's pretty good. Like yeah, his first decent. thirty-six minutes are, are are really solid. Let's see, but it's almost like you can't play a big center like that anymore unless they're super efficient in the way that um, uh, you know, Jared Allen is right now. I just saw the greatest <laughs> play in the Suns Hornets game. Do you have league pass? Is that I do. So that's okay. Yeah, because when AT and T was doing signups. In uh-huh. December, you could get a free year of League Pass. So it was like, you got a free oh, year of nice. League Pass and a free year of HBO Max. Yeah, the HBO Max thing is perpetual, I think. What do you mean? Because AT&T owns HBO. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you just get it forever. Well, you still got to pay for I it. Hope. It doesn't come with oh. AT&T streaming. Oh. It's like, an, it's like the right. next tier, but yeah. Um, I got to check my bill then. <laughs> <laughs> can't be paying for that nice yeah they just did that i just finished up all the free stars and um um showtime and cinemax and i gotta get those off my bill too so but yeah the kings are weirdly stacked of a lot of guys you can put up numbers and not defend anybody but i've heard that um i've heard that walton's on the hot seat i i would I not mean, what is yeah walton i don't know Walton's reputation is just so goofy. He got all yeah. pumped up from making that Lakers team actually play defense and suck slightly less. Yeah, and then he, you know, since then he's for done Steve nothing. Kerr. Yeah, and, yeah. Well, oh, I was going to tell you about that goofy play. So Devin Booker leans way in on a three to try and draw a foul against uh, against Gordon Hayward, and then Hayward jerks his head back like he got shot. Trying to take up chart, take an offense. Did he get foul. it? No, he didn't. But Booker got the foul. It was like, who wants to get a cheap foul more? It was like the stoppable force <laughs> meets the movable up. So yeah, and then Booker hit a four point play, so, which is crazy oh, because the Suns were just up by like twenty, like five minutes ago. Like that's the insane thing about this season is how many just ridiculously quick, like double digit comebacks there have been this season. I mean, I. I think coaches like every all the players are so tired, and I I don't think the coaches have adjusted to it yet because it's like even watching the Cavs, there were times when I felt like some of the substitutions should have come like two minutes earlier. Yeah, like they were just letting guys stay out there and kind of get dead legged. Yeah, I'm honestly surprised there haven't been more injuries. Oh, the Jazz are stomping the Lakers. I'm very happy. <laughs> yeah, it's tough to, but the Lakers are not built for the regular season now. They're built. And they're kind of sandbagging until until AD comes back. 
That's Which, fine. LeBron doesn't need to get an MVP, so. <laughs> yeah, that'll be interesting. So who's your MVP leader at this point? Uh, it's it's not LeBron. I, I don't know. No one's super – like, I don't yeah, know. Everybody seems nobody to think just people like are standing out. Like, like, I guess maybe Dame, like, because as far as a whole grand scheme of things, he's kind of keeping that team afloat, and that yeah. team's had terrible luck. Like, that big center they have, I can never think of his name, uh, Yusuf. Like, Yusuf, Yusuf Nurkic, Nurkic is out. Yeah. And then McCollum's out. Like – but he's holding that's that whole team impressive. together, yeah. No, that's yeah, a good, and, that's a good candidate, I think. And he seems like a, I don't know, he just cares. Like, I don't, Joel Embiid, like, because I know there's talk about Embiid doing it. Like, yeah, Embiid puts up crazy numbers and stuff, but I don't think Embiid's much of a leader, honestly. Yeah, like, but I think Embiid's probably, I think you just named probably the top three candidates. And then, of course, there's always Giannis. Yeah, Giannis, no, no. <laughs> Some people, like, I forget what podcast I was listening to, but someone from ESPN was saying Rudy Gobert. And That's then not somebody the worst was, pick. Yeah, I mean, Rudy Gobert is a beast. And then... Uh, He's going to win Defensive ESPN, Player of the Year, for sure. He should. I yeah. mean, that, he, that defense is structured differently than... It's the most effective defense in the NBA, I think. Yeah. And always remember, the Cavs could have had him... But in the same draft, drafted Gumdrop Bear number one and then Sergey Karasev at, like, 15, <laughs> oh. who was out of the league within two years, which is insane. It's crazy. But Gobert's, like, the only center you could have a top-ten defense with that plays drop defense. Just because he's so long? Yeah, he. I mean, he drops back, but he's so good at dropping back that every other player on that team can stay home. Yeah. Yeah, Which no, is, he's that's crazy. ridiculously good. And, like, the perfect, if you're going to s- play a super three-heavy pick-and-roll offense, like, if your dive man is Rudy, he's super efficient. And he, yeah, and he doesn't care. Like, he, of all, I mean, he's kind of asked for, like, a little more offensive role. But yeah, I but mean, he's not like good. Andre Drummond. No, like Rudy Gobert's never pulled the Dwight Howard crap. Like, oh, I'm a post-up player. Like, no, he totally knows how he makes his money. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, and I think he cares more about winning than. Yeah, it's interesting. You no, imagine- and it's it's super interesting that the Jazz are that good with just how big of a mess they were last year. Like, literally, were the team were like how America realized that COVID was a problem. <laughs> was the jazz yeah i think they kind of i don't know they they kind of brought them closer together maybe a little i think so for sure because they had to have some tough conversations and and they're basically the same team they were last year like they really haven't brought anybody in new except for uh, you know i think Derek favors is yeah he's an old guy he he just fits right in older yeah yeah. um and then obviously lebron is a mvp candidate could get it again yeah, LeBron, LeBron. So if the people that make the argument that Luca should be an MVP candidate, LeBron gets it over Luca because the stats are. I, I think Luca might have better stats, but I mean, as far as games won and stuff, the yeah. Lakers are way above them. Well, and I think Dallas has got to get really a lot better this season. So, yeah. also LeBron's thirty six. Yeah, that's insane. Like this, 
it, oh, it's within, so nuts. I, is it next year or the year? I think it's the year after this one. In two years, at the pace he's at, he will pass Kareem for all time points. That's nuts. I mean, no, I, I, I mean it's LeBron, cool. Like the greatest athlete of my lifetime for sure. LeBron's gonna play till he's like forty four. I don't think like, so. Uh, I think he'll play like one or two years when Bronny comes in the league. And with then his kid? Maybe with his kid. I don't know what he's going to do, but I I don't think he wants to play basketball that much longer. You think? I think he loves, I don't know. I think he's like one of those guys that kind of loves the game. Oh, I think so too, but I think there's other stuff. He, I legit could see LeBron being president someday. I would vote for LeBron. Yeah, no, I I legit think <laughs> like, LeBron could be president someday. Like he he strikes me as a guy that would have that ambition at least, you know, to help people and you know to be an influence and certainly couldn't be worse than many of the candidates we've had. So Ah, uh, he would not be worse at all. And I oh, I would, and I think it'd be awesome to have a candidate that didn't go to an I or a president that didn't go to an Ivy League school. So, and he can dunk. <laughs> <laughs> like that's probably the most important thing. Could could Barack dunk when he was president? Like I think he could dunk at one time in his career, but I always heard he was a really good shooter, but not, you know. Not a guy that could get up that much at that age, but Jordan can still dunk. I've heard. I wouldn't vote for Jordan as president. <laughs> There's like just a a few things, <laughs> a few reasons for that. He seems a little bit petty and over competitive, and like, <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be good. It wouldn't be good. David, you're killing me on this podcast. Oh my god, the Hornets beat the Suns. Wow. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, it was a crazy what? game. So, uh, what else? Uh, what other basketball-related stuff do we got? Um, I'm, the Celtics stink, which you know fills my heart with joy. The Celtics look, uh, they just look mediocre. Well, yeah, like, like we talked they, about earlier, they've punted. You can't have all those mid-round draft picks and draft them for your team. Like you can only play so many of those guys, and they made a lot of you know, meh draft picks. So who gets traded first, Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown? No, I don't think they're going to trade either of those guys. What I think they're going to have to do is probably trade a bunch of future picks to get somebody to take Kemba off their hands and probably Tristan Thompson off their hands and then add a, a third player. Honestly, if there's a team that could really use Drummond, it's them. They could, but that, I just don't see a way for them. They they like kind of messed up, I think, in the roster construction. So they're gonna have too much money. Like they need to get good right away before they're capped out. Yeah, and they're gonna be capped Which, out. Yeah, but there's always some way you can do that. But I I don't think they trade either Tatum or or Brown. But I do think Danny Ainge could get fired. I don't know about that. I don't think yeah, he'll I don't get know fired. Either. But, He's kind of like the golden boy. So they have that huge trade exception that is like 300000 too big for Drummond. But what they could do is trade for a guy that mostly fits in that trade exception and then trade that guy to the Cavs for okay. Drummond. So that's something I could actually see happening. Horford actually fits that situation. 
I was um, saying we should get Horford at the beginning of the year, and I got a lot of pushback. Uh, the problem with Horford is that contract is brutal. You know, you're talking about a guy, you were talking about Porzingis making that kind of money. Horford makes that kind of money. Horford's I contract is, he's still got $60 million on his deal after this year. How insane is that? I'm pulling it up. I got to verify this. I thought he only made like twelve million. No, his contract. That contract the son signed him to was. Oh, nuts. he's getting paid. Okay. <laughs> How much? What is it? The next two years. Uh, so he's making twenty-seven million five hundred thousand this year. Twenty-seven million next year. Twenty-six million next. Oh, okay. The I, I guess I it's was decreasing. A... That's not the. I mean, at least it decreases. <laughs> okay, I mean, he's that's only got deal. fifty-three million after this year, but still, that's yeah. That's a brutal contract for as old as he is. But I mean, I watched him the other day. He looks solid. He he's like if he was making twelve million a year, that'd be a really good contract. The problem is he makes twice as much as he should. Yeah, I'm not uh, sure how much of a mentor he is. But I mean, honestly, <laughs> though, that uh, Thunder plus team, then we got to deal with Anna Horford. Yeah, the, the, I forgot about that. <laughs> that Thunder team's not. Like, that team could be falling apart, and I haven't heard anything about them having, like, locker room issues or anything. Like, they seem like a together group of guys. Yeah, well, and, like, I think that's a lot be of guys I like. Well, I like first Diallo. of all, George Hill opted for surgery. I don't think he wants to. Uh, he's out for surgery. for. But Lou Dort is, like, one of these guys I love. I love watching Lou Dort. That guy is... The funny thing is, is Lou Dort is the guy that we hope Isaac Okora turns into. <laughs> Yeah, Isaac Okoro's got like 40 pounds more to gain then. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, Lou Dort looks like he's built like P.J. Tucker, and he's only 6'3". He he moves yeah. it so well. That that Diallo kid, too, is a pretty have like, you seen? Kid. Have you seen Poku in the G League? No, everyone, I, people keep talking about him. He's like the 7'10 dude or something. Yeah, well, no, not 7'10". He like he's 7'0". He's 7 foot 190 pounds. What's his name? Uh, Alexej Pokusevsky, but he's super funny. He's got some. Just check out some of his G League highlights. He's, so, oh, he's Slender Man. <laughs> he really is Slender Man. Yeah, and the funny thing is, he's not like one of these guys is a really long wingspan. But when you're seven zero, you know, you're just yeah, yeah. No, that the NBA has been super fun so far. I mean, my coach of the who's your coach of the year so far? I gotta give it to Quinn. I don't think. I mean, Quinn right now is running away with it. Yeah, Quinn. Maybe Nate McMillan for kind of holding it together. Nate McMillan or not? Nate, not Nate McMillan. Oh my gosh, Terry Terry Stotts. Oh yeah. Why was Nate McMillan their coach ever? Yeah, Probably a couple not. iterations ago. Before he was the Denver or the Indiana coach, he was the coach there. Or the Pacers coach should get a nod. Yeah, that te- I, that team's competent. Nate Rechian or whatever his name is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I think it's Quinn's to lose, and then most improved. Um, I think I think uh, Wood from uh, Houston's He'll gonna get, get it. it. Yeah, just could Julius Randall get it. Yeah, he could get it. Uh, but Christian Wood to me, like, just came from out of nowhere to be playing at an all-star level so but or yeah Jeremiah the problem is, is wood's been hurt but yeah uh what's his name randall could get it for sure randall is 
Yeah, this is like definitely a career year for him. Yeah, and I think Melo is going to run away with rookie of the year. Although, if Windler keeps shooting like this, if he goes 100% on three, there's a shot. Honestly, when I am very excited for Windler. No, that he's he's been Southpaw Corver has been pretty fun. And I think he's a ginger. He is. Yeah, he's so he's, he's ginger Corver. D- double threat. <laughs> he he's a full on ginger. He's a Southpaw <laughs> ginger Corver. <laughs> it's a redheaded stepchild right there. That's uh that's gonna be an episode of Westworld or something soon. <laughs> Okay, David, you got anything to pitch or any good stories to tell? Uh, no, I don't really have anything good. Oh, you know what? Actually, I will say that I, I got the Masterclass thing for my birthday because I've been, like, talking about it forever. I'm like, oh, it's a lot of money. But honestly, it's completely worth it. Um, especially so what if you Masterclasses like, have you been doing? I've been doing the Billy Collins one. I've done a couple of the cooking ones, too. Who's Billy or Collins? Billy Collins. Uh, he's a poet. Like he was poet laureate a couple of years ago. But it's honestly, it's if you want to take it as just super high quality podcasts, it's really interesting because it's just people like they put some time and effort into how the lessons are structured, so it just flows really well. So you can kind of learn stuff. The next one I want to take there's some like uh, negotiation one, so I'm going to take that so I can like negotiate to be the president of my job or something. <laughs> Yeah, I highly recommend it. It's it's I love you, worth David. It. You're the vet, the president. I will the recommend president of my job. I love it. I will recommend. Uh, I've been going and trying to drink different beers, and I've been drinking Modelo's lately with okay. lime. It's actually really good. It's totally overpriced, but a nice I like, like Modelo very Negro. cold. I love that beer. Yeah, it's a good. The, like when I go to a Mexican restaurant, that's my beer. Modelo yeah. Negro with a lime is is a beautiful mix of uh, dark and citrusy. It's just very pleasant. And then yeah. I'm also right now I have some Jackie Osa who cooks for you. Oh, that's a good hazy beer. pale ale. It's very good. It's a tasty beer. Yeah, I'm trying to think of uh, what I've had recently that was really good. Uh, I said the Bell's Christmas ale was awesome. Probably hard to get anymore, but um, yeah, I've been drinking a lot of Michigan beer. Nice. From, from Bells or from uh, uh, Shorts or from uh, so those. Oh, I love Founders. Are, yeah, Founders has great stuff, and I've been. Oh, that's what I want to pitch. So I, I'm a big rum fan. I don't drink a lot of hard liquor, but there's a rum brand that I absolutely love. It's called Still Right, and it is out. It's an Ohio rum, and it tastes like frickin' butterscotch. It is so good, and they are out of Fairborn, Ohio, and their rum is phenomenal. So, yeah, Still Rights Distillery down in, uh, I know they carry it at uh, Fisher's in Canton, but uh, they should carry it throughout Ohio. So, And they have a lot of different other ones I'd like to try, like their bourbon, and but their rum is, their spiced rum is absolutely delicious. So. I'll have to check that. Yeah. Are you read any books or anything? Um, I have a CTB fan who sent us all a copy of his book last year, and then right after his book came out, the the world practically ended. But uh, David Sinadir uh, wrote a book called uh, There Seemed a River, and I have promised him 
that uh, I will get back to it in the month of March. So I'm about two-thirds of the way through. It is a lovely book. The problem is, is I got super depressed when the world fell apart last year and kind of didn't do a lot of everything. So I, I'm getting back to David Sinadir's, um There Seemed a River. And so, yeah, he and I emailed each other this week because uh, we're both huge Lawrence Ferlinghetti fans, um, who was the king of the beat poets. Um, who just passed away at 101 yesterday. Um, so, uh, he, did he own City Lights? He was like he the owned City Lights Bookstore. Light. Yeah, he started City Lights right. Bookstore. There is a fantastic right. article on Slate.com that basically talks about how he is responsible for Allen Ginsberg's Howl being published and taking on the morality police in San Francisco and winning the fight to get Howl published and fighting obscenity laws and just changing the face of culture in san francisco for the next 50 years and yeah pretty much around the world so nice. uh, re really really cool guy really interesting guy um and then the other thing i'll pitch is this totally lame uh last season the most recent season of the expanse uh is very much a return to form after a very crappy uh third season uh the fourth season's really good so yeah, I never got in the expanse. Did you oh, watch the Woody Allen documentary? I did not. I uh, I sort of have no interest. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I read a great onion headline that says Woody Allen would like to remind you that he's been married to the same daughter for thirty years. <laughs> 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 Which is That's awful yet hilarious headline. Anyway, um so to play us out, I'm gonna play this Lawrence Ferlinghetti um uh reading his famous poem i am waiting which is a poem that changed my life when i was um in high school uh, and it was featured in a writing book called the creative process and uh made me want to become a writer so i'm gonna play us out with that and uh when did the Cavs play again david i don't know <laughs> i'm just gonna say i'm a guest friday i'm i'm gonna guess friday as well now, now I got to look. So they play Saturday against the Sixers. We all remember a big win last year against the Sixers. So hopefully they can kind of repeat that. And then, and then they get to play the Rockets again on Monday. So, oh, um, nice. So, yeah. And then the Pacers, and then the All Star break. So let's hope the Sixers rest and beat and uh, Simmons. <laughs> yeah, and we got it. <laughs> I, I, I want to see him play full strength. I honestly, I'm. Uh, uh, I'm I'm kind of in the let, let's go get Cade, um, evade for evade wins for Cade. There we go. There's a there's a fellow blog that is posting about uh, Ben Simmons to the Cavs trade. <laughs> That's I, all I've got to say. Uh, that would be an interesting trade. He was a guy you could play with Sexton, sort of. He's a guy uh, that it's can play probably with one of those stupid trades that has the Cavs trading Larry Nance Jr., which nobody on any other team realizes that the Cavs will never like the no, fan base would he needs riot. To retire. Yeah, he needs to retire, Cavs. Yeah, no. Not All only right. is he like their second best player after Allen now, he's also like the most awesome dude in the history of the Cavs, and literally a Cavs Twitter follower since he was in high school. So, oh, nice. 
Yeah, he, he, he's he's as the kids would say, a righteous dude. Uh, we'll we'll see you Saturday, Cavs fans, and as always, go Cavs. Go Cavs. I am waiting for my case to come up, and I'm waiting for a rebirth of wonder, and I am waiting for someone to really discover America and whale, and I am waiting for the discovery of a new symbolic Western frontier. I'm waiting for the American Eagle to really spread its wings and straighten up and fly right. And I'm waiting for the war to be fought which will make the world safe for anarchy. And I'm waiting for the final withering away of all governments. And I am perpetually waiting a rebirth of wonder. And I'm waiting for the second coming. And I'm waiting for the grapes of wrath to be stored. And I'm waiting for them to prove that God is really American. And I am waiting to see God on television piped onto church altars. If only they can find the right channel to tune in on. And I am waiting for the Last Supper to be served again with a strange new appetizer. And I am waiting for my number to be called. And I am waiting for the Salvation Army to take over. And I am waiting for the meek to be blessed and inherit the earth without taxes. And I am waiting for forests and animals to reclaim the earth as theirs. I am waiting for a way to be devised to destroy all nationalisms without killing anybody. And I am waiting for linnets and planets to fall like rain. And I am waiting for lovers and weepers to lie down together again in a new rebirth of wonder. And I am waiting for the great divide to be crossed. And I am anxiously waiting for the secret of eternal life to be discovered by an obscure general practitioner. And I am waiting for the storms of life to be over. And I am waiting to set sail for happiness. And I am waiting for a reconstructed Mayflower to reach America with its picture story and TV rights sold in advance to the natives. And I am waiting for the lost music to sound again in the lost continent in a new rebirth of wonder. And I am waiting for the day that maketh all things clear. And I am waiting retribution for what America did to Tom Sawyer. Waiting for the American boy to take off Beauty's clothes and get on top of her, and I'm waiting for Alice in Wonderland to retransmit to me her total dream of innocence, and I'm waiting for Aphrodite to grow live arms at a final disarmament conference in a new rebirth of wonder, and I'm waiting to get some intimations of immortality by recollecting my early childhood, and I'm waiting for the green mornings to come again. Youth, dumb green fields, come back again, and I'm waiting for some strains of unpremeditated art to shake my word processor, and I'm waiting to write the great indelible poem, and I'm waiting for the last long careless rapture, and I am perpetually waiting for the fleeing lovers on the Grecian urn to catch each other up at last and embrace, and I'm awaiting perpetually and forever a renaissance of wonder. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.